0: 738 at DWS, Dave Gentry with you, and Max Armstrong checks in this morning down around Hurricane Florence in North Carolina. Max, how are you this morning? I'm fine, Rascal. We uh, were able to stay above water during the weekend. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about what's uh, been going on down there, and uh, tell us how you reached the decision to stay down there for a few days.
1: (laughs) Well, I tell you what, the initial path the initial path they were talking about was bleak. They they had the print, the footprint of that thing right up over the capital city of Raleigh, and they were talking about feet of water. Mr. Shoney was talking about feet of water. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the hurricane folks then uh, came out with a revised forecast and said, hey, this thing, uh, guess this, what night was that? I'm trying to remember. It was, um, oh, hold on just a second here. It was, uh yeah, I don't know if it's Thursday night or Thursday night. It's all a blur now after all these days. But <laughs> yeah. uh, they said this thing's going to turn a little bit, and it did. And all of the old guys who watch this stuff and have over the years say, you know, they can't predict that path. It's going to change. And, <laughs> and they were right. And some of these guys have seen a lot of hurricanes through the years, as have the farmers. But this one's a little bit different. And the flooding after the storm is the thing that's really uh, – getting people and, in fact, killing people as uh, the death toll continues to climb in those counties that were hard hit in the southeast part of the state, which I would point out is where you also find uh, quite a bit of the turkey production and hog production in North Carolina.
0: Yeah, I understand they dropped the levels of the lagoons and things like that to some state-mandated levels so they won't flood out, supposedly. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, They were very proactive in doing that, as they were with Matthew two years ago. Um, this, this one's different than Matthew because of the calendar. And I think that's what makes it especially damaging for farmers, Dave, is is this thing came about two weeks earlier than Matthew in in 16.
0: That was my question. So a lot of these crops are not out yet.
1: There's a lot of acreage still unharvested, um, sweet potatoes. I think almost the entire sweet potato crop is still out there. And this state produces more sweet potatoes than, any other state in america i think louisiana maybe is a close uh number two but there's cotton acreage and there's peanuts and uh, of course uh, corn uh quite a bit of corn grown on the eastern side of the state right over by the ocean yeah what they call the black lands region which is reclaimed land uh you know, they came in there in the 50s and 60s and and tore out trees and uh converted the swamps and made very productive farmland out of it and uh, those guys produce fantastic yields i mean you would think you were standing in in central illinois with the exception of the fact that the water table is only down about three feet <laughs> and uh, well, i mean those guys talk about it, you know they like you can use a fence post digger and go down and, and Yes, before you can put the post in, the water is filling
0: a hole. Yeah, exactly. It, it sounds a lot like some of that uh, low-lying ground over along the Mississippi River, which it's great ground, but Mother Nature takes it back every few years.
1: Yeah, these guys know they have to deal with that challenge when they get a hurricane. And, and one fellow that I was talking to last week, Delbert Armstrong, Jr., farms over there, uh, he said they had been uh, out combining corn for 10 days, about 20 hours a day.
0: Yeah, and
1: I think I think he got all of his corn, but he's got five thousand acres of soybeans out there. Mm. And I don't think that's going to be pretty. I, I haven't talked to him since then. I went out in a field with a tobacco farmer on uh, I guess it was Wednesday morning of last week, just as this thing was bearing down, and he was out in a neighbor's field. He had all of his crop harvested, but he brought in his crew to help uh, help another guy harvest. There are still a lot of those small tobacco fields around the state. Now, the guys who grow it grow quite a few acres. I mean, it's not uncommon to find somebody growing 200 acres or 300 acres of tobacco, which is a lot of tobacco. But uh, when you get close to Raleigh and a little bit south southeast of Raleigh, those are small plots, small fields, but guys... Put them all together, and they have fairly significant acreage that is grown under contract, no more of the auction stuff like, like they used to
0: have. Are they selling a lot, a lot of that stuff to China, or are they still pretty domestic there?
1: No, almost all of it goes into export. Uh, I, okay. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's a very high percentage, and that is the thing that has concerned them, of course, about the trade war, because it's, it's really hurt the market for tobacco and other other things as well.
0: We had a story last week about that. About tobacco farmers were saying, "Hey, we may not have a market for this. There's no uh, no cure for it because we're getting nothing from the federal government. We're kind of standing here, you know, wide open, exposed." So, well, well you know, it's going to be
1: real real tricky for these producers too, who you know a week ago would have had some kind of yield that they could have taken to the USDA and said, "Okay, uh, here's here's what we have, and we can qualify for the." trade war assistance program or whatever they call it now (laughs) some of these folks just have nothing to show whatsoever it's uh you know there there are some crops that are going to be salvaged but it's going to be pretty tough uh, the kind of floodwaters that that i'm seeing in photographs coming from that southeast part of north carolina
0: now where's fayetteville exactly do you know
1: yeah, Fayetteville, Fayetteville is straight south of Raleigh. It's down, I don't know, 50 okay. miles or so. It's where Fort Bragg is located. Oh, and They okay. really had quite a bit of, quite a bit of flooding there because that's along the Cape Fear. I'm not. I'm about five miles from the Neuse River, which is, uh, I think, the longest river in the state. It runs maybe 250, 300 miles, and that goes down through a lot of that pork-producing area, and it always floods too. It, uh,
0: well, the uh, the the mayor of Fayetteville yesterday bluntly warned residents to obey the mandatory evacu- evacuation notice or notify their next of kin. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I saw that. No, uh, yeah. there's there's has he been a, not, he's pro- he's probably a former military man. Oh, I
0: that's what I guess.
1: Yeah, so many of the people who live down in that area, you know, the older older folks especially uh, are uh, former army characters they just stayed there (laughs) you've heard me laugh about this before this is the the heaviest tatted state in america there's no doubt in my mind there are more more tattoos per capita here than in any other state and i think part of it of course is is former military folks
0: (laughs) i never thought about that but i guess that's probably true Tell us a, a little more about what's uh, what's going on there. We've we were talking about all the hype that you normally get before a hurricane, but uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about some of that because it's been a, a little crazy where you are, hasn't
1: it? it? It's just as bad as a looming snowstorm coming into Champaign County. I'm telling you, it's you know, there was the there was the run on milk and there was the run yeah. off bread. But as late as uh, Saturday afternoon, they were selling generators like they were a hot cakes at the Lowe's store for $1,046 <laughs> a piece. they they'd gotten a, a truckload of generators in, Caterpillar generators. Mm-hmm. It's basically the same generator I bought, same Watties that I bought, but a different brand for $400 less a year ago. Uh, <laughs> but you know, the power outages were so widespread. Uh, people were... You know, I mean they were loading them on a cart and taking them out. And yeah. you know, guys said to me, Hey, if I don't need it, I'm gonna bring it back, you know. But they were they, they had gone long enough with a, with an outage. I think many of those folks had endured about twenty four hours of an outage and so they they obviously wanted some relief. Now this is this is gonna be an interesting thing too, with the difference of this storm coming earlier. It's going to be hotter in the days ahead. That's one thing we didn't have with Hurricane Matthew a couple of years ago, because that was an October event.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: in the wake, in the wake of that storm, the folks who did not have power were not terribly uncomfortable. Uh, I think it's going to be a different story after this one passes through. I think uh, they're going to be hot and miserable if they still don't have electricity. Uh, on Saturday afternoon, in two different locations down here, there were legions of utility trucks. I mean, dozens of them. Uh, marshaled into parking lots, uh, a Lowe's Hardware Store parking lot, a Cabela's parking lot from places like Michigan and Missouri and Indiana. Sure. Uh, they were just waiting to move on down into that area that has been hardest hit by the storm. But they're going to have to wait till the flooding subsides.
0: And how long do you think that's going to be before that flooding subsides down there?
1: I haven't seen any predictions. I mean, they'll, they'll hit the crest this week. Uh, I, I'm guessing it's probably going to be next week sometime. I should have checked with my son-in-law. He's uh, he's in county government in Wayne County. That's one of the counties fairly hard hit, and um, that's where Seymour Johnson Air Force Base is. You know, that's one, one thing the state has a, a little bit of an advantage in, in recovering from a disaster. They do there's a that big military presence around, and they do lend a, a huge hand and have the facilities where relief planes can be landed, uh, of course, for... Uh, various efforts whenever they they need to come in here and bring in supplies but uh, yeah it's it's just wild to to watch it happen and of course to make the comparison with uh, our snowstorms in the midwest (laughs) i think a lot of us feel as we were uh, cooped up over the weekend we put on pounds because we bought all of this food you know you gotta have food man exactly gotta survive the big storm and now we we feel like we had to eat it over the weekend (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so you've got that going on. They've been telling us that uh, a couple of the interstates are flooded down there, right? I-40 and... Uh, so.
1: Yeah, uh, I-95, which is the big north-south corridor from New York to Florida, uh, has been shut down. Just, uh, oh, I want to say it's probably about 30, 35 miles southeast of Raleigh. And it, it's just totally shut down. They're telling people <laughs> not only detour detour around the state if you're trying to get from New York to Florida. Which wow. For most of the North Carolina people, they'd probably like to see that happen, I suspect.
0: But <laughs> they're running them all the way around the state of North Carolina. That's correct.
1: Absolutely. What they've told them is you know, to come down 95 to Interstate 64 in Virginia, take it west, <laughs> and, then, and then drop down through Tennessee, not through North Carolina. Wow. <laughs> or. Or at least maybe the western part of North Carolina, but that has been getting heavy rain also. You know, there's been concern about the mountains and mudslides over in that region because of the excessive rain from Florence as well.
0: Okay, so you're still getting rain there uh, near Raleigh, is that correct?
1: It's it's very light, uh, just light sprinkles over the past hour. Uh, total rainfall, I'm doing a little tally of my gauge. It's been in excess of 7 inches, a little bit wow. over 7 which is a far cry from what they had talked about. And, yeah, you know, it pales by comparison. Actually, we had about ten inches here in uh, in Hurricane Matthew. What happens though, Dave, is the trees just fall over? I yeah, mean, they just the roots just come up. The thing just falls over. There was one dropped about a. That tree is about. I'm looking at it. I'm actually standing in my studio window looking down there. That tree is about ninety feet. Was about ninety feet tall. And it, I, I heard it. I heard it. I was probably a hundred yards from it, and all of a sudden, it sounded like simultaneous gunshots. Yeah. And I was, I was near the horses in the barn, and they, they were spooked. Uh, they jumped. And I, <laughs> I really jumped. And, and there, there, was nothing gradual at all about this tree falling. It was just instantaneous. You know, right. snap, and the thing was on the ground. And uh, you know, there's the big root ball, and and we lost a couple of other trees. You know, they weren't snapped off at the ground they weren't snapped off above the ground they just topple over and the roots come up
0: boy so are you going to be able to get out tomorrow as you were talking yeah. about earlier so yeah
1: that's the plan i uh, i have to be in minneapolis this week for the fall conference of the national agri-marketing association and then be in illinois at our studio later this week and uh, yeah. i think it's all going to work out just fine uh, they've been flying without any problem flights have been uh, going out of here. That's, that was one thing I worried about last week. I wanted to get home because it, yeah. past storms, you know, they cancel flights in advance so they don't get planes stranded in the storm area and damaged in
0: the storm Yeah. Area. All right, sir. Well, hey, Max, thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it.
1: Hey, good talking to you, sir. hope everybody has a good safe harvest week out there. I know yeah. a lot of folks will be on the roll.
0: We're going to be working on it. Everything's dried out, and everybody uh, was really going wild over the weekend, so I'm sure this week is going to be just pretty heavy duty. So
1: Yeah, I would imagine. And we need to keep an eye out uh, on the roads, too, though.
0: Yeah, We're we sure do. We've got
1: to share the roads and be a little more patient this time. Of year.
0: Sure do. All right. Thank you, Max. We appreciate it, buddy. Oh, good talking
1: to you, Dave. Always good talking to you. I appreciate it so much. We'll see you.
0: Okay.